Hi everyone, welcome to the Tradey Success Podcast. Really excited to be here with Hans Mills from HK Roofing and we're going to dive into Hans's experience in the roofing, roof plumbing industry and also how he got into business and created more time for himself to do the things that he loves and the journey uh, through the academy and how that's helped. So really excited about today, man. It's going to be a good chat. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me uh, today, Greg. I'm really, really excited to, to share my journey and uh, in business and also in my trade and how um, TSA has really helped me out um, along the process. So, yeah, real, real excited, yeah. man. It's been exciting watching you grow, man. Like you've come in super excited into the academy and you've really embraced the program and we've seen you just level up every single month. So it's really exciting to see. So let's dive back. We're going to go and figure out uh, when we want to inspire people to get into the plum, uh, roof plumbing industry. How did you get into the industry to start with? What excited you about it? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, it all stemmed about 10 to 15 years ago when I met a good friend of mine. Um, I moved over to Melbourne uh, from New Zealand 10 years ago, and I've had multiple different jobs. Uh, I was doing door knocking when I first got here, um, car sales. I worked at a burger restaurant, uh, furniture removalist, and then I kind of didn't really have any direction. And uh, a good friend of mine was like, why don't you just uh, come do some labouring at our roofing company? And um, next thing led to the next. And about a, a year later, uh, I started my apprenticeship because I didn't really I didn't really have any end goals or any goals in terms of a career. So I thought, you know, I'll give it a go. And um, here I am now, and I've, I've loved it every day. I'm, I'm outside, well, not so much now that I'm in the office a bit more, but I, I still get the opportunity to get out on the tools when I can. Uh, so yeah, and it's um, it's been awesome. I'm still still learning a lot every day, which is what I love about roofing. And uh, yeah, so interesting. I, I went down a similar journey when I started my electrical apprenticeship, not really knowing what I was doing. I was gardening and you know just doing odd jobs for Integrated Group or whatever it was, just sending you out to random labouring jobs. Yeah, ended up in an ABB transformer building late as a labourer. Yeah, and then. All the electricians sitting in the office, like they'll come out, test some stuff, go back into the air conditioned office while we're out sweating, like building these transformers. <laughs> I'm like, gonna be an electrician. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, good one. interesting how we fall into things. Yeah. But um, yeah, so what would you say about the trade that, you know, could inspire a young person to get into it? Well, it's like, as I said before, like you're learning so much every day and with roofing, um, it, it leads on to so many other aspects as well. Like we, at, at HK Roofing, we also specialise in skylights and uh, external cladding as well. But um, like we do like architectural roofing, we do, you know, roof replacements and we learn about skylights and stuff too. And um, you're outside every day and that's, that's what I love about it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. Yeah, I think uh, that's what's exciting about any trade. You're sort of given these new challenges that people haven't done before and you've got to figure out a way to make it come to reality from the architectural plans with a builder, you know. So, um, yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, that's the fun part of it. Like, And I've found, uh, found, I don't know what it's like in, in um, electrical trade, but like there's, there's multiple different ways to do the same thing. Uh, which is what I love, and we've got you know multiple employees, and they all do their things different ways. So it's cool uh, seeing that in the trade as well. Um, yeah. What do you think um, now? Obviously, being in the trade for a while, and you've got employees and stuff. What's the core things that make a good roof plumber and a good roofer? Like, what what's some of the traits you know that are outside you know being a good person? 
that makes someone like exceptionally good? I think I think what I've found over the years is you really do have to build a, a good relationship with the you know with the other trades on site, especially because um, being a roof plumber, I mean. Uh, obviously, the frame's got to be built, but you, you are you are crucial to every other trade going inside, and you know, especially with electricians and plumbers, um, they've got to do their fit offs. So I think if you can work in with other trades as well on site um, and follow the plans and always have a lot of good communication, that that's what really runs a good roofing job. Um, obviously, uh, it goes without saying, a high quality of work at all times and um, being able to run the job efficiently. So yeah. Yeah. Where do you see people go wrong? Like when they're not communicating, what's the biggest issue that happens as a result? Just builders calling you and there's, there's problems, um, you know, th things that, that aren't followed on the scope of work. So I think it's just a, sometimes it's just a lack of communication uh, between people running jobs and um, what actually needs to be done. But um, that's, that's, that, I'd say that's the crucial one. And sometimes it's delivery dates and stuff too with material. That's pretty crucial. I mean, in yeah. roofing, um, you know, a, a lot of it is dependent on material. And, and because you're sometimes ordering an entire roof, it can take, you know, multiple days, sometimes weeks to arrive. So that can definitely build up the pressure in builders and stuff too. But as long as you're good with the communication, people are generally pretty understanding. So, yeah. Yeah, it's part of part of a build anyway yeah isn't correct it? things but you just got to let people know it's happening yeah <laughs> so many experiences of you know all it took was just a phone call or a message just to let someone know and it would have been fine yeah it's just you sort of try and hide behind the fact that it's something's going wrong and i don't want to be to blame correct and then it causes all of these issues yeah sometimes things they're not you know they're not always in your control um, but all you, the only thing you can do to control that is to, just to be open with your communication and stuff too. So yeah, like you said, all it takes is one phone call, um, yeah, and to, to stop the stress. So yeah, I love that. So I know you've, you're really competitive yourself. Like you, you've you know d just done a marathon recently uh, that I know of. Like what got you into being competitive and and really focusing on good performance because that's coming through in your business as well. Yeah, yeah. thanks uh, for that. Uh, so that probably does lead on to me being a bit of a, like I've been an athlete most of my life. I started, you know, doing athletics and uh, adventure sports. I used to do six and 12 hour races with my dad. And um, I've always just been in the understanding why do something half-assed when you can, you know, do it, give it the 100% effort. And that's kind of what stemmed into me doing my, uh, my apprenticeship and obviously, getting my license to be a roof plumber and then obviously starting business as well. I said like, you know, why, why not, why not just give it your all? And that, and the, the one thing for me, and I, I assume it'd be for most people, if you don't have a goal, it's hard to really strive for something. Um, and that, I guess with my marathon last year, that's kind of what I had. I had eight months to do it. So I made a training plan and I hired a coach and a nutritionist and I thought, you know, I'll give it my hundred percent. And I was really, really stoked with, um, how my marathon ended out. I still ended up walking some of it, but um, I still, yeah, still had my real. time goal. Yeah. Yeah. So I got my first like official marathon. I've done 50K before, but a first official in a race marathon coming up 2nd of July. So pretty excited about that. But also set the goal, join the competition, have a plan. And it's what we see a lot of people that join the academy just don't have. They yes. sort of just hope that one day things will be better. Yeah. And without that plan, that structure and those implementation of the important things, yeah. how you how can you drive anything? That's you know, uh, so. really true you said that because, uh, you know, when I first started at TSA, I had no plan. I had, you know, one subby and 
uh, I was just, you know, working week to week or sometimes, you know, you're working invoice to invoice and I didn't really have any structure in place, but I didn't really know really where to start So it was so overloaded. Um, but until I started getting some goals and stuff in place, it, it can kind of, you know, work in increments and, um, you know, one thing leads, leads to the next and, and, it, and it's worked really well for us so far. Yeah, cool. So, so you said you started with one subby, and you've grown to like tell us about your time. Yes. Your so, team is now. yeah. So, I, when I was a, an apprentice, actually in my third year, my um, business partner and I, we we started just doing weekend work, and then in twenty twenty, I think just 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 after COVID happened, actually, uh, he left for New Zealand, and I I was like I just been freshly qualified, and I went out on my own started the company and he was back in New Zealand at the time and then I had a friend of mine um, he moved over from New Zealand and he was a carpenter and he started doing some subby work for me and then uh, end of 2021 I had two subcontractors and then my first full-time employee wasn't until the start of 2022 um, and now we are at a team of eight so we've got two two office staff part-time uh, it's myself and Kevin who we're co-directors in the business he moved back from New Zealand because we were so busy and we were, it was really starting to take off here. And then I have four, um, we've got four um, full-time employees as well. So we've got two teams running. We run it in uh, one roofing team and another uh, cladding team. And they um, kind of run autonomously, autonomously now, which is really cool. Amazing. Yeah. Cool. So exciting. And there's so much more to grow. Like that's oh, just yeah. been in the last. It's only, know, it's, it's only the start. It's, it's awesome, yeah, yes. It's <laughs> we're on, on the hunt for some uh, apprentices now because we don't have any apprentices yep. at the moment. So um, that's All right, guys, bit. you heard it here first. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> cool. It all awesome. starts somewhere. It's a, it, 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 and it just uh, it does really happen. It does really happen really quick and it clicks and you're like, oh, this is awesome. And still, yeah. still going along for the ride. Yeah, we, we definitely notice like the people who have some sporting background where they've applied themselves to a discipline, you know, really succeed in business in that they can use the skills they learnt in their sport and transfer that across to business. So you definitely see that. Yeah. Um, also, you know, to optimise you know, your, your performance for the sport that you do, it's no different to optimising your performance for running your business at the best possible. That's so um, true. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really, that is really true. It's like, you know, I treat it like uh, when I used to play rugby, I played rugby for 15 years and going to rugby trainings, you've got to do it twice a week. It's the same as, you know, um, you know, it could be the same as business coaching or setting some time for business development. you just got to show up and do it. Sometimes it's not the motivation that gets you there. It's always the discipline. So, uh, yeah. I love that. Yes, yeah, it's, it's consistent gains over time. And, you know, you can't just go out and do a, a six – you know, six hour run and hope that you're going to be sweet for the marathon. It's like an hour a day, every day, yep, that's you know, right. do, making sure you're consistently doing it and yep. your body adapts to it and you become better and better and stronger and fitter and all that stuff. And it's no different to business. And um, that's what I'm really excited about in the Academy at the moment is really transferring that sporting analogies into the, into the trade. And um, yeah, it's exciting to see you take it up and do that. Yeah. It's been so, Tell me about your six and twelve hour races with your dad. Like that's super interesting. Yeah, so back uh, in New Zealand. Yeah, so that was back in New Zealand. I would have been twelve or thirteen at the time. Um, my dad and I we kind of bonded over doing a lot of outdoor pursuits like kayaking and rock climbing, and we decided to do an adventure race. Uh, it was six hours, and we ended up winning the six hour race. It was the biggest six hour race in the southern hemisphere at the time. Um, 
which was really cool. It was the first one yeah. we'd ever done, and we won it. The next year we got we got disqualified though, but um, <laughs> we uh, we hit a dummy checkpoint um, on lock when we were orienteering, so uh, we were pretty gutted about that one. But that's all right. Lessons learned. Um, but but yeah. the fun the fun part about doing that though was it was the actual process of it, like doing all the training and building up to it, and you just felt you know so achieved by the end of doing it. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I enjoy about, you know, most of this stuff is like, you know, the marathon training, it's not just actually doing the marathon, it's the whole, you know, it's the whole lead up to it. And that's, that's what I love um, about setting goals, because it's not always the end result that, you're, that, you're, that makes you the happiest. Sometimes it's just actually following the process. Yeah, there's been races that I've pulled out of because of COVID, like I was training for a UTA 100 in, in Sydney, yeah. uh, Blue Mountains, and uh, came to COVID hit and a, and the race got cancelled. I was like, thank God, because I am wrecked, like training. But <laughs> like, but I pulled out of it and instantly, like, a little bit disappointed that I was wasn't going to be able to do it. But at the same time, that calibrated me to perform at my best and train. And I was focused and I was creative and I was I was really uh, effective at work as well as a result of my training. Yeah. Um. But when you've got um a race coming up like it gives you a reason to exercise and it's you know you want to you want to you know I, I really understand the importance of having a competition for your your health and personal performance but also some goal or competition that you set for yourself in business that drives you and motivates you to take the actions necessary to get you there yeah um so it's really interesting you said that around the adventure races yeah, it just it, it just makes total sense. And like once you do one of them, the, the next one gets easier and easier. It's just building the foundations to 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 keep building building up. Yeah, what do you feel like you're least confident about when you're in business to starting out? You know, what was the thing that you feel like really? Uh, uh, I guess it was just confidence around I guess invoicing and and pricing projects and stuff as well. Because I was still learning the trade while I was in business as well. Um, so I guess I leaned heavily on um, Kevin, my business partner, um, with pricing, pricing projects yeah. and stuff like that, and invoicing. So, um, but I got, I got, I actually ended up, I've delegated all that stuff to our office admin now, so I don't have to deal with yeah. that anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that, that's the beautiful thing about a business, being a business person. We talk about it in the academy is you're effectively you train to become a runner as a as a tradie. And you learn all the skills to do the trade really well, but when you start business, you're pushed into a swimming pool and you've got to learn to swim. Oh, um, yeah. And no amount of running is going to make you a better swimmer. And it is a completely different sport. Business is different to whatever trade you're in, and you've got to learn a whole new set of skills. And the best thing is when you do grow your business, you can still – I hear a lot of people, I don't want to get into that because I don't want to do that for the rest of my life. You don't have to. Someone else can do it. Like someone can work for your business and do the stuff you don't want to do, and you usually can, you know, grow to the point where you've you've got some flexibility to choose the things that you want to do when your business is big enough. Yeah. So are you starting to notice that yourself now? Definitely. I mean, I, I lean on my team so heavily to to do a lot of the tasks that I used to do that used to just stress me out. Where now now I've learned how to delegate or even automate some processes so that it just makes life a whole lot easier. But you're so true when when every trade owner is like, oh yeah, I could run a business because you're good at your job, but it's yeah. it's it's just so different. And I think you really do need to, you know, seek seek business coaching. And that's why I came to TSA because I was really struggling and I knew nothing about business um, when I first started. I was just I didn't even really know how to invoice properly or use Zero or Reconcile or anything like that. So 
um, once I got on board and I got an admin and stuff involved and it just made life so much easier. Yeah. So the, the, the whole disciplines like that you have as a business owner, I, when you're a sole trader or you're new to business, like you don't understand it and you hear this saying of like you wear all the hats and all the hats is effectively a different – There's the, yeah, you got a hat on. <laughs> but all the hats are like it's the different sports that you have to play within your business, right? And I see it as like you've, you've got five core sports. It's business, business development and work generation, getting the work in, then it's doing the work, then it's ops management, there's admin and there's systems and strategy. There's five different roles within the business. And as a sole trader, you're doing all of them all of the time yeah. really poorly because you can't actually get – it's like when you get in – I don't know if you've ever done triathlon, but – doing triathlon adventure sports, like you don't ever get really exceptional any one of the sports because you're constantly trying to, you only do two or three trainings of each sport each week. Yeah. And so you never really get exceptional at it because you can't focus on it. And it's a bit like running a business as a, as a business owner that does it all. You're trying to do it all, but you never really do anything well. And it's not until you start to hire people in the roles that all they do is that and that's how they can eventually become the best players in your team because they just do that. Yeah, you do. Agree with that? Oh, 100%. And, and, and like you said with the triathlons, like you definitely can't perform when you're wearing too many hats. So yeah. you just really do have to learn how to delegate. And now, now that I'm in that position um, with the business, I have, you know, I can have office days and now I can go work on the tools without, you know, without having to wear too many hats and I can focus more on, you know, the business development and building. Uh, long-term relationships with builders and and really really making sure we've got work generation into next year i mean at the moment we're already booked for the whole year so now it's just about building those relationships and uh, making sure we do a good job yeah yeah and scaling into that so that you yeah. can actually do more and provide more service and at the the quality job that you do so yeah awesome man so uh, love to you to speak to anyone that's thinking about getting into business or, you know, struggling in business at the moment. Like what, what do you have to say to them around what you feel like would be the best thing they could do in terms of like in their business from your point of view? Well, I guess the obvious one is that there is people out there to help you. Um, you're not alone. Um, and the biggest thing for me was when I came to the TSA, I, I saw a whole network of people that were on the same page as me, uh, struggling, you know, you're not the only person, you know, working late at night doing invoicing or, you know, doing, doing those kind of tasks and losing sleep over. Um, you do always have people to lean on and, and there is a great support of people out there to, to help you through the process. Um, don't, don't ever feel too overwhelmed that you've got too much to do. I mean, it's, it's, it's quite normal at the start, but it does get better. Um, I, I, sometimes you feel like it's never going to end, but once you hire one person, it just, it's like a trickle effect. It gets better and better. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, uh, being in the TSA has been really helpful for me because uh, I was yeah, definitely struggling at the start, and, and now, now, look at, now look at us. Like, I won't lie, you're still doing a lot, um, but I'm doing a lot of different things now than when I, was, when I first joined. Are you finding that you have more choice as well? Like you got the more, I, I'm going to work on this because this is more suited to my skill set. What yeah. I like to do, I'm just thrown around by the clients and the and the staff. Definitely, like there's more flexibility. Like I'm not responding to you know the super urgent matters. I'm trying to you know I'm planning weeks ahead and stuff as well. So um, it's definitely definitely changed uh, a lot since when I, since when I first started. What about outside of work? 
like obviously we've got some more flexibility within the work hours. What about outside of work? How has it changed like um, actually scaling and having a team to support you? I have weekends weekends uh, to myself now, which is good or with, my, with my partner. So that, that's helped out a lot. Um, whereas before I just dedicated weekends for office work and I never really had any downtime. Um, mm. But also like I've got like kind of like a switch off point in the day so I can switch off. Um, and not not worry about work and I think because I've got a good team around me now I don't have to stress too much about that um, but it, it, in terms of you know like outside of work stuff like I've always even when I first started I was always training first thing in the morning and that kind of set me uh, up for the day so yeah what are you training for at the moment I don't have any training at the moment. I'm actually training, doing a lot of trail runs. Uh, so uh, a builder a builder I met through Instagram, actually, he's training for a um, half Ironman. So I've been doing long weekend runs with him. So uh, he's trying to get me to do the Sydney Marathon uh, this year, but uh, I'm not sure if I'll do it just yet. Um, when is it? Uh, sign up with it's, I think it's in September. That's before the, before the uh, Melbourne Marathon, which is in October. But uh, they're yeah. going. They're changing it to a. Um, uh, they're trying to get past it as a marathon major, so I think there'll be one yeah. or two years left until uh, you can actually enter as just like a uh, an everyday person, I guess. Oh right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I'd love Definitely to do some competitive Kipchoge. Yeah. <laughs> and his documentary, if you haven't seen it, is unreal. So inspiring. Oh, he's, I watched it on the he, he is. Um, he is really inspiring. He's like one of my favorite humans because he just has the yeah. best, just the best mindset about training and about his quality of life. I mean, you know, he's a the world record holder of, you know, the marathon. But, you know, when he goes home and he's not training, he's just hanging out with his family um, yeah. in Kenya and he's just an, he's a normal person. But he's, his, his, uh, his philosophy is one saying which I really love is uh, no human is limited. So yeah. uh, that's, that's, that's stuck, well, stuck with me pretty well. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, thanks for joining us today. It's been awesome chatting to you, and I think you're going to inspire a lot of people to get into the trade and also start a business or optimize the business. So I appreciate your time, man. Thanks so much for having me, Greg. And if you're looking at roofing, get in touch with HK. Um, yeah, I'd be more than happy to answer your questions. And if you've got any questions with business, please reach out. I'd love to have a chat. Um, thanks so much again, Greg, for having me. And thanks so much for the TSA everything you've done for me and my business. And stuff so far i've really appreciate it and i'm looking forward to the future so let's get it i'm excited i'm excited for you man keep Ooh. up the good work chat soon thanks greg see ya all right